Welcome aboard, shipmates. Dapper Dividends number 49. Is that too corny? Welcome aboard. I don't know. Whatever. Welcome back. Welcome here. Wherever you are, whenever you are. That's the cool thing. You are in the future from me right now. There's the only place that you can be. From when I am speaking those words right now is in the future. There is no other place that you can be. And the future is a great place to be. Of course, it's the present for you now. You can never be. One can never truly be in the future because it is always the present. Five seconds from now, it will be the present and no longer the future. And now it is the present, which it was the future a few seconds ago. A little bit goofy here, a little bit loopy. I just got home, worked a overtime emergency call at a company called Swissport at the airport at O'Hare International Airport. We uh, ORD, which I do not remember the story. (laughs) This is embarrassing. It had something to do with an orchard, which is the airport code for ORD, O'Hare International Airport here in beautiful Chicago, Illinois. Do you like that accent? I love it. Let me know if you hear an accent because I don't hear an accent. I think I'm going to make this episode short. Yeah, right. I always say I'm going to make it short and I never do. Quick quick update though on the dumpster dive out of the everything I have. I put my fishing rods up on let go and I have some of these dragon figurines we got to put up. Some The cat battery charger is going to go up uh, this weekend. I have my daughter's birthday party tomorrow. Not having a big get together because of the whole pandemic thing. So kind of keeping it uh, close friends, close family. So going to have people coming over. My daughter's birthday is on Monday. She is going to be 13. It is going to be official that I will be the parent of a teenager. Dios mio, how time flies. Uh, Volando. I've forgotten. Yo no recuerdo la, la, la frase, the phrase. Time flies. Time does fly. And while it is a good thing, that's why you need to start compounding now. Start investing that money because time flies and that money will compound even quicker and faster. Before you know it, your objectives will be reached. Your time objectives will be here. That's why, you know, I was excited tonight to take this emergency overtime call because it's time and three quarters. So every dollar that I make when I'm working, it's getting me $1 closer to my goal of being completely debt free and making work optional. I do not know if I'm going to keep doing this job once it work is optional. I have a suspicion I will because it's in my blood. I've been doing it for so long and I've come to enjoy and appreciate seeing the my work done. Everybody has a different role, a different benefit you provide to society. And with mine, I never know what a week is going to look like. I don't know what emergency jobs are going to come up. I don't know where I'm going to work, what town. Thankfully, I work all over the greater Chicagoland area. And we even go sometimes into northwestern Indiana and southern Wisconsin, southeastern Wisconsin primarily. So they call that the tri-state area. Different, always working on different equipment, different buildings. So look at that. Today I finished up at O'Hare Airport. Didn't know I was going to work at O'Hare Airport. Got to see them loading uh, some UPS jumbo jets with those wonderful products. What can Brown do for you? I don't know because I don't own Brown yet. I almost did buy them under a hundred bucks. 
should have bought them. That wasn't that long ago. You ticker symbol UPS. But hey, the market, as I've learned, always gives you second opportunities. And that's what I'm looking for. Anyway, so back to the dumpster story. If you didn't hear, I have the mantra ever since uh, coming across Jen Sincero's book, money flows to me easily and freely. I repeat this mantra daily now, and it is insane. It's true. It's There's bizarre things that have just been popping up that bring me money. And this was one of them. This was one that I found some fishing poles, some tools, a battery charger, some dragon figurines, all in a dumpster on a job site. I was on on Tuesday, I think I was out there. And tonight, some young gentleman came and gave me $60 for one of the fishing poles. I have seven left. So just like that, even if I sell nothing else, which I know I will, I got 60 bucks. $60 USD. So I bought a lot of stuff. We're going to get into it here. You know what? Let me know if there's anything you'd like to hear. I worry about spitting out numbers and I listen back to all of these and it's easy to follow along for me. So let me know if you have any concerns, comments, questions, anything you want to hear about what I bought. I'm going to try and get through these a little bit quick here. So what did I buy today? Well, today I bought a lot. I went on a bit of a shopping spree. The market had been down, it's been volatile. And volatility doesn't just mean to the downside. Volatility is upside too. So volatility goes both ways, like some people I know. And the taxable things that I bought, I'll just start, we'll do a recap of earlier in the week. I bought another share of Johnson & Johnson, ticker symbol JNJ, at $144.62. That does pay $1.01 a quarter or $4.04 public school education in the house, JNJ. So there's a few stocks that I'm always adding. I dollar cost average in and I, unless something crazy and bonkers happens, I'm buying every week. Now, depending on if the market's down like this week, I will put a little bit more. And as it's been going up, I don't dollar cost average in as much. So I did buy that share of Johnson & Johnson. Uh, so their net profit margin, 22.6%. That is very healthy and only a 35% free cash flow. So out of the, all their operating expenses, after everything's paid out, they have 35% of their free cash flow that is being paid out as a dividend. Super nice, super low, super strong, which is why J&J is one of the best companies. Now, on that $144, that was a starting yield of only 2.79%. But it is such a stalwart. It is such a behemoth. It's basically a bond proxy. I think of companies like Procter & Gamble, Johnson & Johnson. Yield investors are starved for yield. And I think this is obviously what the intention of the Federal Reserve was, is when they keep interest rates stupidly low, there's almost no point to putting money into savings or bonds. I think the 30-year treasury is is just above 0%. That's pointless. It's not even keeping up with inflation. I don't know. So basically, they're kind of nudging people into the market. And when you have companies like Johnson & Johnson paying 2 and almost 3%, they're going to take it. And just more people coming in. I don't think it's a crowded trade. So 
A crowded trade is, and I don't know if I touched on this, is when there is so many people that are in a trade like Tesla, when it gets way up there. Who else is, when everybody's in and everybody's pushed the price up and gotten in, there's nobody else left to get in because it's supply and demand, right? So who else is left to push the price up? When everybody's in, there's only a couple people outside and they're going to say, eh, I'm going to wait for a better price. It's a little bit expensive. So people start selling and taking profits and getting out. And then that's when you start seeing the price come down until it comes down to a level that enough people say, all right, let's jump in, get in, get in. And then it pushes up and it repeats itself all over again. Johnson and Johnson, super solid long-term play. I'm not trading. Remember, if you are buying something that is not profitable, if you're, I like to buy, I'm buying cash flow. I'm looking for solid, steady cash flow. And companies like Johnson and Johnson, it's $144 a share because price is one of the strongest indicators of quality. Johnson and Johnson is quality, and I do not mind overpaying. It's pretty much fairly valued in my opinion right now, but maybe a little bit over. I don't mind overpaying for quality and value because I know what I'm getting. J&J is just that. Uh, So I bought one share of that. Next up on Tuesday, I bought two shares of ticker symbol MET, MetLife. I'm sticking with. I know I touched on the insurance theme. The banks worry me. I think over the long term, they're going to be okay. But I just see so much better places to put money right now. And I can see buying the banks because of that dividend. I wish some of them paid a little healthier dividend. I do like uh, J, ticker symbol JPM, JP Morgan. Wells Fargo, I'm so I'm always so tempted. Every week I'm tempted to just buy a little bit more. I'm holding those until the cows come home, whatever that means. I'm holding uh, Wells Fargo in perpetuity. I'm just going to keep holding those. But t- companies like MetLife and Prudential, ticker symbol PRU, They are in the financial sector, but they are insurance companies. So they are different from the banks. They're not going to be facing a lot of the, from what I understand. Uh, What's the, how does that saying go? That saying says, I, I, I don't doubt myself. I, or no, I'm sorry. The saying says, I may be wrong, but I'm not uncertain. That's me. So I'm not uncertain uh, or I'm not wrong. I may, I don't, it's late. It's late tonight here in Dapper Dividends. Well, anyway, I bought MetLife because they are insurance, just like Prudential. So I'm really digging. I've done my due diligence. I love MetLife and I love Prudential. So I'm really trying to build up this MetLife. And I bought those at $37.32. A little bit of a spoiler. I did buy some more today. And you'll see just what that... I'll jump to it right now. So on Tuesday, I bought two shares of MetLife at $37.32. That yielded me 4.93%. Now, today I bought two more shares of MetLife at $35.39. So I bought those almost exactly $2 cheaper. And by doing that, the yield on those was 5.19%. How cool is that? I just, so the first two shares were 4.93% at $37.32. Waited a few days. And I got those for th- almost $2 a share cheaper. Bumped that percentage on those starting yield up to 5.19%. I think that's cool. So on those, MetLife does pay $0.46 cents per share per quarter. 
that's $1.84 a year. Now their net margins, which again, if you're new and you don't know, the net margin is for every $100 that comes in, their net margin is 10.6. So they keep $10.60 is what they keep of uh, net profit. That's their net. I like 10% kind of as a bottom. Now certain companies, you know, if if they're healthy enough and they're good enough and they're growing their dividend at a very nice pace, I will go under 10%. And the reason is because I like to have a cushion. If a company has a net margin, and I'm laughing because I did buy one that has a pretty low net margin uh, in my uh, IRA. But if a company has like say a 2% net margin and they hit a speed bump uh, like the pandemic and something bad happens and they're uh, revenues fall three percent, and they had a two percent net margin. Now you're gonna have you're gonna have to borrow to either pay out that dividend or to meet your obligations, but you're not gonna be profitable. So it's a problem when a company has a really low net margin, and that's something I always like to look at. I need a sip of water. Listen to the music. Yeah, yo, yeah. My buddy Joe sent me a Randy Macho Man Savage. If you don't know who Randy Macho Man Savage is, go to YouTube when this is over and type in Randy Macho Man Savage. I love him. He's no longer with us. He was a professional wrestler from the 80s and 90s. And he is from the town that is right next to me in Downers Grove, Illinois. Uh, Pafo was his name. Pafo was his name. Anyway, so MetLife, good company. I like them. This is a definitely undervalued in my opinion. And I am holding because the insurance companies being in the financial sector have been brought down with the banks, them stinking banks pulling everything down. They're like uh, deck chairs on the Titanic. They're just, they got to get off and they'll float back up. They'll be fine. I bought four shares of T, ticker symbol T. <laughs> I just said it. AT&T, T. We got T's all over. I like T. Do you like T? We drink T. So AT&T, I bought four shares at $28.27 because it's been a while since I've bought AT&T. I have 100 shares of it and I had always thought about holding it. If you remember, I had sold some hockey sticks I had for about $31, which was the price of AT&T at that time a month or so ago. I converted those sticks into a share of tea for my 101st and now I bought four more, so I have 105 and I bought those at 2827, which was an astounding 7.35% yield on those shares locked and loaded, locked in, pays 52 cents a share, $2.08 a year. So actually on those, just bada bing, just like that, I added $8.32 of additional dividend income to my already growing and burgeoning and blossoming stream. One of the things that I was laughing about is because AT&T's net margin is only 6.8%. I've seen worse and there you'll see there's worse. It's coming up, but they have such a rock steady dividend. Their, sol- their free cash flow, mind you, is 24.5%. Incredibly low. Anything under 60% of free cash flow, I feel very confident and good about. So when something is at in the 30s or the 20s even, like AT&T, 
they can pay that dividend out no problem. They can pay that out very easily. I like T. <clears throat> I continue to hold. It doesn't really have much room to grow. I don't know what they can do. to. to they're kind of topped out from what I see. I don't see much room for them to grow up anymore. So all that money, they're just going to keep, 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 keeping. They're going to keep, kick. They're going to keep kicking that back in the form of a dividend to the shareholders. I don't think there's any dividend wrappers out there. Do you? I don't, I, not to the best of my knowledge. So I bought four shares of tea. Um, next up is one share of Kimberly Clark. Tipper, Tipper, <laughs> ah, ticker symbol. KMB. I bought those at $145 even. Pays $1.07 a quarter or $4.28 a year. The starting yield on those was 2.95%. Not terrible. Uh, I try to, three is what I like, but I'll make an exception. Two and a half is kind of the bottom, uh, but it depends. There's a lot of things that go into it like the the growth rate of the dividend if that's nice and healthy then i will uh i'll accept it i'll allow it like a judge i'll allow it to stand so ticker symbol kmb i bought a share at 145 bucks and their net margin is 13 and a half percent i'm just gonna start going net margin so you guys and girls get a really good feel of the different profits that some of these companies bring in which are huge uh, Kimberly Clark's is 13.5%. Very nice, very respectable. Free cash flow payout is 45%, which is very solid. Under 50%. I'm very comfortable with that. Again, another stalwart. As I said on my YouTube show, people need toilet paper. Do you think that people are going to need to keep wiping their butts and putting diapers on babies? I do. So I g- we're going to keep investing in Kate, Kimberly Clark. They are nice, big, and bold and not going anywhere. And yeah, next up was today. So today was the big day. I bought six different things today. I already covered MetLife. I bought two shares of MetLife at $35.39. I bought my share of Pepsi every week. Every single week, either on Thursday or Friday, I'm buying one share of Pepsi, ticker symbol PEP. I want to get to 100, and today was number 15, so... I'm not going anywhere. This is fun. We'll keep talking about it. I'm not going to beat it to death, but their net margin, 10.1%. So they're right there. Free cash flow, little, getting close to that 60. It's at 56%. But they are such a behemoth of a company and have such a big moat. I have no qualms that they will not ever be able to continue unless something catastrophic happens, knock on wood, that they won't be able to continue paying that dividend. And it is currently at 1.0225, so that's $4.09 a year per share. And the starting yield on those was 3.12%. Not bad. Another beaten down company is next up. So I had 17 shares of Cisco, ticker symbol CSCO. Looked like a bear spot, needed to be a little bit bigger, needed to be a 20. Grab three, I grabbed myself three more shares of Cisco. And I got those at $37.89. Very low. Their cash flow, their free cash flow payout ratio is 43%. So that's low. But check this out. Their current net margin is 22.7%. 
So for every $100 that comes in, they're keeping almost $23. That is very, very comforting to me to see. And they're just beaten down. Nobody wants them. Hey, that's fine. I'll just keep buying some cheap shares here and there. I'll, I'll just keep picking them off. Those shares have a starting yield of 3.8%. So for Cisco at almost 4%, very nice. They pay 36 cents per share per quarter. So that's a buck 44, $1.44 a year. That added $4.32 for the year for me, just like that. Nice, very nice. Next up, I got another share of Kimberly Clark. We won't spend too much time on those. I bought that at $146.42. So you can see, I'm confident because on two, Wednesday, I bought that share at 145, got this at 146.42 today. 2.92% starting yield versus the 2.95, roughly the same. I mean, at that, for me, because that's one of my picadillos and idiosyncrasies as I like to get it right to exact like that. Uh, next up, Big Blue, one share of IBM at 117.50. It's coming. You know, we are ever transitioning more and more into the informational society, into the digital age. I put out on Twitter that, and this is what got me thinking of uh, IBM, is that we have a, we started out human beings as hunter gatherers. That was the first age. The second age was the agrarian age. The third was the industrial age. And somewhere around the 90s, which I, I'm fascinated that I've, I'm getting to live through this, we are transitioning into the information age or the cyber society age. IBM is going to be a big part of that with the quantum computing. Listen to the music. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So IBM, I did a podcast on them and Honeywell kind of racing each other, if you will. Uh, with the quantum computing, IBM is back toward the top with that. They're, they keep one-upping each other, Honeywell and IBM. I bought that $117.50. Super nice yield, 5.56%. They pay $1.63 a quarter. That's $6.52 per year per share of IBM. And their net margin, 10.4%. <clears throat> Free cash flow, only 33% for the trailing 12 months. Only 33%. You heard that right. They have no trouble paying this dividend as things stand right now. I think I'm going to buy some more IBM next week. I need some more big blue in my life. They're, they're propelling society in the world. They are something that society in the world needs. They make the world go around. They help make the world go around. And last but not least, I had a few bucks left over. Literally, I think I had $87, 87 and change left. So what did I buy? I bought a share of ABV, ticker symbol ABBV. <clears throat> I got that at $86.36. So I guess I was just in that spending mood. I was going to hold it over to next week. And I said, ah, you know what? Just I'm going to get rid of it all. I'm going to... What can I buy? And I was deciding between AbbVie and Starbucks. And I went for the yield. I went for one of my tried and true. I went for AbbVie. 5.47% starting yield on that share. They pay $1.18 per share per quarter. $4.72 a year. Super strong. The net margin is 19.2%. The free cash flow, 46.9%. 
So their net is really, really healthy at almost 20%. They're keeping almost $20 of every hundred bucks that comes in. So all in all, all that everything I just mentioned added $47.93 of dividend income. And let's go through the self-directed IRA here. So what we got next is a self-directed IRA. I bought 10 of those shares of realty income. If you remember last week, I sold 25 shares out of my taxable and I'm buying those back into the self-directed IRA, which was good timing because I sold at 6303 and now I'm buying these back around 60 bucks, saving myself almost $3 a share. That The timing on that could not have been any better, mind you. So those pay 23 cents a share per month. Every month they are the monthly dividend company, realty income. So that's $2.76 a year per share. The starting yield on those, 4.56%, 4.56% on a super, super strong company. They have a lot of tenants. <clears throat> if you go to their website, they will show you what their tenants, uh, who their tenants are. Uh, the net margin that they have, 30%. 30%, and they are required by law as a REIT to pay out 90% of their income in the form of a dividend in order to avoid their, I forget what the tax, tax consequences are. It escapes me right now, but they do have to pay out 90% of their income uh, in the form of a dividend. They're, they're basically, REITs are a pass-through entity. <clears throat> Frog in the throat, ribbit. It's lame. I know. And what is next? I bought two shares of ticker symbol FRT Federal Realty Trust. I bought those at $74.80. The starting yield on those was a very healthy 5.61%. Federal Realty has been raising their dividend for over half a century, if I remember correctly. $1.05 a share. That is $4.20 per year per share and they're only going for $74.80 another undervalued stock they're same in line with with realty income 31% net margin very healthy strong and again look into them if you don't know do a little bit of your own due diligence if you're not familiar with realty income ticker symbol o or federal realty trust ticker symbol frt i strongly suggest that you guys check those out I had to stop there and start up another one. Mike, this is for you, baby. Uh, I just started a new recording, so I'm not sure when I link these together on Anchor how it's going to sound. Anyway, I'm getting tired. I'm so tired of going through all these. I bought so much. And now here's the, the big risk, the big, the big elephant. I bought four shares of ticker symbol XOM, Exxon Mobil. Now, as I also tweeted out that uh, yesterday on the job, we get mobile grease which is a lubricant. They make lubricants. They're not just gasoline. Yes, a major percentage of their revenue is from crude oil, but crude oil is one of the major feed stocks along with stocks. Boy, I heard that. I heard that accent over here. They are one of uh, crude oil and natural gas are two of the major feed stocks that go into, how do you say it? Stocks, feed stocks that go into plastics and chemicals and, and various other products. So they are fully integrated, healthy company, uh, 
the the economy and the oil sector right now is just very bad and they're going to survive it. I keep saying I believe that Chevron and Exxon will survive this. They are big enough and when you see some of these really bad earnings because everything's bad and so down there's a lot of accounting uh I don't I guess for lack of a better world I'll say shenanigans or or trickery that goes on. There's a lot of things the accountants do call the kitchen sink. They throw all the look it's going to be a bad quarter just get it all out there anything we need to get on just it's going to be bad so let's just make it really bad all the negative stuff we need to get out there so a lot of times they will shift uh, depreciation and shift things onto this quarter and just make it really bad so i have a feeling there's some of that going on uh, which is why I'm not as worried. They're so big. They have access to the to the credit, the credit markets. You know, they may need to borrow to pay out some of that dividend for a little bit. But if oil can maintain above $40 a barrel, which is key, I think that Exxon and Chevron will be okay. Shell was a little surprising. I think they'll be okay in the long run as well. It's just the whole sector, just like the banking, you know, financial sector beaten down. The oil sector, not good, but I think that ExxonMobil is going to pull through it. So I'm buying more, putting my money where my mouth is. And next week, if Chevron's in the 60s, I'm in. I'm going to have to pick up some Chevron in the 60s because that's nuts. That's criminal. And I bought those at $34.29. They do pay a 87 cent per quarter dividend, which is $3.48 a year for a whopping 10.15% yield right now. Yes, that number is high and it should give you pause, which it does give me pause. But everybody's dumping. Everybody hates them. They're toxic right now, for lack of a better phrase. These are when some of the best buying opportunities come is when everybody is dumping on something for largely they don't have any control over. But we'll see. We shall see. The the future always will surprise us. Always. But this is what I laughed about. So their their trailing 12-month free cash flow is only 54%. But if you get into... (laughs) If you get into their, I, oh my God, I thought I wrote it down. I didn't. I did write it down. Their next year uh, payout ratio is 302% estimated. And the trailing 12 months is 154%. Those are sick and disgusting numbers. Those make me ill. But if it was anybody else other than some company like Exxon or Chevron or one of these big stalwarts, I would be worried. So I just thought I'd share that with you. Kind of funny that next year they're projecting 302% of their earnings, (laughs) of their free cash flow, I'm sorry, not earnings, will be paid out as a dividend. And yeah, so that added $13.92. So very, very risky. But I have faith in Exxon and Chevron, and I'm going to keep investing. And I also bought two shares of ticker symbol GD General Dynamics, $136.50 on those shares, starting yield of 3.22%. $1.10 per quarter they pay for a total of $4.40. 
per year per share that added $8.80. They have a, oh, I don't know. Can you hear this? Can you hear my notes? You're getting tired. I'm getting tired. They have a three. Is that right? I don't think, I, I don't know, guys. I'm going to look this up later, but I wrote down they have a 8% net margin and a 3%, now 31% free cash. Well, I was going to say 3%, my God, that's the lowest I've ever seen. 8% net margin. Again, they're a solid company. They have a lot of defense contracts. They're very well diversified across the globe. They make things that a lot of other companies don't, which is the Gulf Stream, which is jets. They make defense, uh, defense, not products. I guess it's a product. They're selling something to governments around the world. And GD, very unique company. Uh, they're gonna not have. They have no problem paying out that dividend. So their net, yeah, eight percent. You know, could be better, but I think that because of what they have going on with governments that'll help keep them afloat. Now, if Joe Biden does get elected, that could, you could see a nice drop and I will buy more because they're not going anywhere. Uh, as things are right now, we need a military. We have to have a military and that's, that's the way that is. And then last but not least, one more share. I bought my 10th share of ticker symbol mm, 3M. $160 even. That was a 3.68% starting yield. Uh, they do pay $1.47 per year per share for a total of $5.88. So I'm digging 3M. One of my favorites, one of the big blue stalwarts, one of the stocks I'm always going to keep buying. They have a very nice moat. I like them. And again, their net, their net is 16%. Now that is a very nice and healthy net. Something you really love to see. So all in all, 3M, gotta love them. Good company. And I wish I bought more when they were in the 130s during the pandemic. I bought some, but clearly not enough. So out of the self-directed IRA, helped out and buoyed by realty income, $27.60. And I am just, <laughs> I've worn myself silly talking here. This was a lot to get through. And if you're still with me, God bless you. $64.60 that added per year. And that's just getting me $64.60 closer to my goal of getting that money compounding and coming back. Now, the only thing that does make me sad is in the IRA that I'm going to have to sell one day. I will have to be forced to sell because when you're 70 and a half, you're forced to start taking required minimum distributions by law. And the taxable, that I can bequeath well, you can really bequeath um, both. And one thing you may not know is that your if you were to inherit, if my kids were to inherit, that would be their starting of everything as the government. I'm going to look back on that and make sure I'm getting that right. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm tired and I'm digging deep here. But that's what I read some time ago was that there, it was either starting yield or... I apologize I didn't look this up, but I wasn't even going to talk about it. It just popped into my head. So maybe you can look at it. If that triggered you, look up when you inherit an IRA. I believe that the starting, the time in starts then. So if your grandpa bought shares in 1955 and you get it in 2020, then 
everything for you starts from 2020 and not 1955, I believe is how that works. Anyways, I'm going to get out of here. <laughs> Follow me on Twitter at RustyRam78. Check out my YouTube channel and the website we have, Dapper Dividends. And my song of the show will be in just a second. And now I'm back with the song of the show. This is going to be a quick one. It is uh, Don't Drag Me Down by Social Distortion. I love them. I love this song. I love punk music. I love punk rock. I was in the Navy the first time, boot camp, the first time I heard Social Distortion of them. I was not able to listen to them because you can't listen to music in boot camp. When I got out and went to my schooling, which was on base at Great Lakes, I shared a... I was next door to one of the, cause you get put in with people from different divisions and different places. <clears throat> and I happened to be next door to a guy I was in boot camp with that also liked punk music like I did. And he came over and said, Hey, social D just put out a new album. Did you get it? And I said, no, nah, I've actually never heard social D I've heard of them. And he was from California. His name was Norman. And Norman said, Oh dude, he, he gave me his CD Walkman, put the headphones on, hit play. I was hooked. It was like nothing I had heard before. To this day, that song is off the album White Light, White Heat, White Trash. One of my favorite albums of all time. I was floored. I listened to a couple songs and he, okay, give it back. And I did, I didn't, no, it's mine. I'm, you can't have it. It's mine. So I kept it and uh, I didn't keep it. I gave it back to him. I kept it with me in my heart and in my soul. And to this very day, it's still with me. That's what I kept. Thank you, Norman. Now, so the next day I went out to the record store in Gurney Mills, which is a property owned by ticker symbol SPG, Simon Property Group. I took the bus to Gurney Mills and I went to Sam Goody and I bought that album, which I still have to this day. One of my all-time, all-time favorites. Go to YouTube. Go to the Dapper Dividends playlist. I will put up the live version because I think that's more fun. You can see Mike Ness and then the guitar player, uh, Dennis Donnell. He's wearing a beanie in the video. He actually passed away on Leap Day 2000. I still remember that day where I was taking my lunch break in, I believe it was Batavia, Illinois. And I was just getting into this industry and I heard the news, the Q101 radio station used to do something called the Retro Lunch. At noon, they would play all this like classic, uh, classic alternative and punk music and just good stuff. And they broke the news that Dennis Donnell had suffered a brain aneurysm. Very sad story that he was, I believe I heard he was unloading groceries. And I don't want to find a quote this. So I'll say this is what I remember hearing is that he was helping his family unload groceries. Real good guy. Never got into to anything bad. He was kind of the glue that kept the band together. And he had, unfortunately, a brain aneurysm and dropped dead. So just remember, it can happen to you, happen to me anytime. Anyone at any time on this planet is fair game. And I got to go. <laughs> My throat, I'm dry. We dry. We need to lubricate. I'm going to go and have myself a beer and watch uh, watch some Narcos with my wife. I will talk to you guys on, what is today, Friday? 
I'm losing my, I got a lot, big weekend coming up. Okay. Take care guys. I will talk to you on Tuesday.